You're listening to the Soul Strategies Podcast with your hosts, Z Cohen Sanchez and Chris Abramson. If you're running for office or thinking about it, you're in the right place. We hope you enjoy the latest episode and thanks for tuning in. Hi, Facebook and later Instagram and later our podcast. Z here with Soul Strategies. Chris favorite call time manager <laughs> and as usual we're just gonna wait a couple of minutes just to get some folks rolling in so if you are t- tuning in for the first time maybe we should talk a little bit about why we do this absolutely while we're getting people on sure it's a good intro yeah yeah so we're soul strategies um, we're somewhere between a consultancy firm and your best friends when it comes to fundraising we're here to gain you as a client uh, whether you're a candidate a nonprofit, um, a community leader, and help you to become financially successful, successful in your campaign, win your seat or candidacy, and do that in a way that makes you feel really good about the the way that you won, because we think that's really important too. Yeah, completely. We mostly work with progressive candidates, but we work with Democrats pretty much all across the ticket. Um, Even work with some Republicans, just depending on what their platform is. Uh, and a ton of independence too. So our goal, as Chris said, is to make sure that you have the money to make your vision come to life, uh, whether that be a can- being a candidate uh, that's going up against a really long-term incumbent, or whether you're starting a nonprofit and really have no experience in that, uh, we're the people that you wanna talk to because we're gonna help you get the money to make that happen. So that's really what we do the reason why we do it is because we've worked with candidates and nonprofits ourselves for many many years and we've seen some of the real downfalls that can happen if you don't run your campaign well and you don't and you don't do it strategically Um, and we've also seen some great successes of the people that have done it well um, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez like Jessica Ramos like Alessandra Biaghi like Uh, some of these progressives who have really um, become in a way somewhat famous um, from from winning their races which is kind of an interesting thing to see where we've gone just from 2015 all the way to now where politicians like this are actually becoming famous um, which is is really cool and doing a lot to make their platforms a lot more uh, there in the public awareness too yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah so today Oh. to talk about some really juicy mm. stuff yeah <laughs> we're switching it up today mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna be talking about um, volunteering managing volunteers and we're gonna be serving up some hot tea of the biggest fails uh, in the volunteering world that me and Z have seen um, it can be it can be hilarious from the perspective of the volunteer we're gonna share what that's like um, personally I've done volunteering like all over the place I've volunteered for small local nonprofits. I volunteered for some of the biggest nonprofits in the world. Um, I volunteered for candidacy campaigns, petition committees. Um, I volunteered in Salem. I volunteered as a personal assistant to people that are in seats. I've, uh, gosh, done literally everything from initial startup design of a campaign with its logo all the way to um, major gifts at the end, you know, working on get, doing get out the vote work. So. Oof, I think this is a big thing because if you know what you're doing, you likely volunteered a lot of hours to learn how to do what you're doing, or you went to school and they taught you a lot of really important things that you won't actually be able to use very well in application, especially since things change constantly. Uh, We sit here right now where, you know, if you wanted to run a nonprofit or a candidacy this year and you're really serious about it, likely you'd be working on throwing parties, galas, getting a field team out there, raising funds, getting the word out, 
uh, unfortunately, if you're taking that route now, you're probably not going to be doing very well. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That is very real. So how many how many weeks left till the election? Five, five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, five weeks left. And I would imagine, you know, big parties, galas, fundraisers, face-to-face -face stuff isn't happening for anybody right now. Uh, and won't be for the next foreseeable future. So we have to really spin on a dime and be able to, um, you know, work with our volunteers and work with our networks and, uh, you know, get the funding that it takes to really run successful campaigns. How do we do that? You know? Yeah, no. that's that's a big that's a big thing. Yeah. So today we are going to be for those of you guys who are just tuning in now, we're going to be spilling some tea of uh, some of the campaigns that we have worked on, some of the failures that we've seen. And we're not doing this because we wanna shame people. We're not gonna be using names, obviously. We care very much about the past people that we've worked with. Um, not everybody um, has been you know, doing this because they're malicious or for any reason like that, but just because they didn't know what they were doing and right. had no experience. And so we are going to share some of those things with you to avoid uh, you doing those things as a candidate or as a nonprofit um, entrepreneur. So, or even as a volunteer. Or even as a volunteer. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it is so important. I mean, so <laughs> I can't express to you guys enough how many hours we have both wasted um, in efforts that were really essentially going nowhere, um, yeah. for lack of a better better word. So. You know, it's it's important to make sure that you guys are not wasting your time on these things because if you are a volunteer and you do care very much about the work that you're doing, you don't want to be in a situation where you're wasting your time essentially on a on something that isn't actually going to happen. <laughs> trying to find a better yes. angle. <laughs> the sun's in my eyes now because it's moving oh, okay. rapidly. There it we is, go. By the way, everybody, it's a gorgeous day here in Portland. Oh, there we it go. Is like, perfect. It is just, I mean, it's like 75 and just like perfect. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it, this is all the more beautiful place to share the tea. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, we and might even just start a new series of like early morning tea. Yeah. That could be great. We oh, could just serve tea up every morning. Oh, I love um, that. And talk about the things that uh, we really just want to burn a little bit. That'd be great. Yeah. We mm -hmm. have a lot of stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've talked about it a lot just amongst each other, amongst <laughs> our staff. Um, and we thought, you know what? All these conversations that we're having with our staff, with people that we're working with, these are this is information that is really useful for, for yeah. the general public, for people that are interested in this work. Sure. Um, there's no point in keeping it behind closed doors because that's not helpful for anyone. Um, and also, just to let you guys know, I tease a little bit at the beginning, but we have a podcast now, which is super exciting. So yeah. if you cannot tune into these lives for whatever reason, we do do them at random times because we have a lot of stuff happening then uh, feel free to tune into our podcast. It's now live on Apple Podcasts. It's called the Soul Strategies Podcast um, and also available on Stitcher and pretty much anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And it's totally free, so you might as well. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you are just tuning in now, please let us know if you have questions, who you are, where you're from. We love these to be interactive. Uh, we do answer as many questions as we can. Uh, and we, we get questions sent to our inbox, and so we try and answer those too while we're on the live. So, yeah, just let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from, and we will start yeah. diving into the tea. Let's do it. Um, so, first of all, like, why is volunteering? What, like, what is volunteer? Volunteering is like, what does a volunteer look like? This is somebody who comes to your campaign, your nonprofit, uh, your you know community leadership, whatever project that you're working on, and says, I want to help. I'm not really interested in being paid. I just kind of want to give back to the community and do something great. That is the most beautiful thing that exists. Um, volunteers literally are the backbone of what make 
most of the world go round as far as do-goodery in general. And I think, you know, we have to really look at these, these fails that we're about to talk about in a way where, you know, unfortunately, one of the most powerful resources that a campaign or anybody out there doing good could have, which is idealism and hopefulness, got a little bit trampled on. And uh, that's why it's so important to talk about these failures because we should never be doing that. And uh, if we can uh, really learn how to turn that kind of poison into medicine, uh, we can build the kind of volunteer forces and support that we need to push through the good idea, to make the nonprofit successful, uh, to get the candidacy to change the issue um, that you're working on. So, so yeah, that's what a volunteer is. Um, volunteer management, you know, this is your uh, petition committee directorship. This is your your volunteer your uh, volunteer director seat. This is you know you on your third day being told that you're going to have to manage other volunteers. That happens sometimes. Uh, volunteer management can happen anytime, and it's just a matter of um, you know what are you telling people and what how does that play out. Um, so into the hot tea. Um, one of the coolest uh, things that I've ever seen is when I see volunteers um, feel really like that what they're doing is very important. Whether they're like stuffing a piece of paper into an envelope for a mailer and sending that mailer out like they need to know that this is Like saving the world that this is so vital to you know the cause that they're working on uh, And just like to start talking about some ways where I don't think that you know went very well So uh, I did I used to work in this campaign a while back and I was pretty young I the campaign had a really really fun environment like I came from a really strict kind of militaristic work before that had a lot of like controls in place everything was very you know structured and you know it was really just about like fit inside the structure as well to the next campaign in a new state that i'd never lived in before and uh and i and i started off by volunteering just because i really wanted to meet cool people that could help me access things that i wanted to know better about mm. and all of a sudden i'm like wow this is so fun i'm clocking in every day i'm so excited to do this work which at the time was like phone calling i'm um, just working on phones because they had been doing this kind of campaigning for like 40 years already. Oh, wow. So they had this massive list of data and I didn't really know anybody, nobody trusted me. They were just like, here's a stack of random papers, just call these people, see if you can get them to give us money. Was this for a nonprofit or was this for a candidate? It was for a petition committee. Oh, oh okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. trying to give you get, they, yeah, get they too were, much info. They were trying to change a law and, yeah. um, and they had been working on changing that law for a really long time. Um, so. Inevitably, what was it was really funny. Um, so I'm doing, I'm plugging along, I'm doing really well, and the current volunteer director comes in and, I, and he he makes some really disparaging remarks that were really offensive, and everyone in the room was kind of like, "Ugh, it's this guy again." So like, our volunteer manager was somebody who would drop in once a month mm. to kind of just be really shitty to everybody. Was he paid? Yes, oh, and had and had been paid for like thirty years to do this job. Oh my god! So then I walk in one day and he's asleep while he's being paid, and I and I kind of just had a meltdown. I was like, you know, I'm working really hard over here for free mm -hmm. because I really care about this, and here's this guy like asleep while he's getting paid. It just sent the wrong kind of message to me. So I went to directly to the chief petitioners, his boss, and was like, look, the guy's asleep right now, mm. and they're like, oh. I'm sure it's okay. I'm like, no, no, you're paying him and he's asleep and you're hemorrhaging <laughs> no. money and I'm calling your volunteers and there's tons of money out there for you mm. and you're literally just like hemorrhaging to death right now in front of me. So that's why I feel like I, like you, you can let me go right now, which is kind of what I expected in doing this. I was like, you can let me go, but you have to know what's happening. So he's like, let's go take a look. And they, and so we walk in with his boss and he is still asleep there. Oh my God. And <laughs> they were kind of like, yes, you're, 
he's fired and now you have his job. Oh. Because there was really nobody else putting in this, I think literally because I was the only one with enough respect for the campaign to tell on him. Mm. So here I am complete, completely unqualified. No idea what I'm doing at this point. And now I have a job uh, that is completely unstructured. There's no, wow. there's no, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Where's like my syllabus or some kind of guideline for, and they're like, no, no, well, you just go ahead and invent it. Oh. <laughs> Thank goodness I work really well in that kind of structure. Um, so, you know, I got that team to bringing in um, $150,000 through our calls wow. in like seven months. I had a major gifts program with a few different $10,000 and above donors that were really serious about the campaign and wanted it to win. We were up against a corporately funded campaign that had essentially an unlimited amount of money through PACs, um, super PACs and national PACs. They had, I mean, just basically those national PACs that said like as much money as it takes to win, we will beat the opponent. And we were sitting in the opponent seat um, with mostly ground level, ground activism, grassroots donations. Um, and I'm sitting there and I, you know, and, and it took me about a year and a half to get the campaign back on the, the right track where it was profitable and able to compete against a corporate camp funded campaign like that. Um, but about halfway in the uh, chief petitioner and the people that were in control of the campaign kind of said, look like we've run out of money, which, you know, my answer was like, I knew that you ran <laughs> yeah. out of money like seven years ago <laughs> okay. and yet you've been drowning for, which is why I started the job. Yeah. So I'm aware that you've run out of money. Like, what do we do? And um, they said, well, we're just gonna kind of postpone everybody's paychecks. Cool. So, and this is while we're bringing in lots of money. That's not good. We were, as a fundraising team, in the green. Like, we were net positive. Do they just have too many, like, staff? Like, what was going on? They were using that money to do other things. Oh, that weren't related. Totally, wow. advertising space, all sorts of other things that were important to them, but not. Definitely not important to their volunteers, not important to their base, and didn't help them win in the end. Right. Um, and so, yeah, then I said, well, unfortunately, I can't accept not a paycheck to do this work. Um, I just have family to feed and things, so I hope you understand with all due respect that I would have to go find a job somewhere else. Um, especially being so talented and capable, I've worked with you know some of the biggest nonprofits in the country at the time. I'd been you know uh, flying between seven different states in the country in my job before that, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I left, and then the entire campaign tanked. Um, oh pretty much everyone, I was the glue that held it together because of the 80 hours a week that I put in for a meager salary, and uh, you know, yeah, when I left, it completely fell apart, and of course the corporate funded campaign came in, and just slam dunked on everybody. Yeah, Absolutely just slam dunked, like, and they, they, they were like, and it got, it got to the point where they were like, you know, you should endorse us. Oh and, they, and they did. Because <laughs> that, they, that's embarrassing when you get to that point. You don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, don't and, want to get the endorsement question. <laughs> yeah. And they did endorse them because it, inevitably they dunked on them and it, it just sucked. Um, you know, I think all of that could have been avoided if that group back in the day held the same vibrancy that they did with their volunteers throughout the like late seventies and mid eighties. This is a group that had been campaigning for a long time and had a fantastic volunteer, a, a phenomenal volunteer network. I've never seen anything like it. Um, they, over and over alienated their volunteership um, basically by a lack of oversight and management. Yeah. They had paid people who had no accountability and oversight themselves, who didn't understand the messaging, who weren't even related to the issue that was at hand, and it inevitably became just such a cluster that uh, you had literally thousands of people, like the dream volunteer scenario of people walk out um, angry and like 
potentially alienated from politics forever because they were kind of just like, this is rough and hard and I don't like it. That's real. People can walk away forever. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's and that's a really tragic thing. So I'm just gonna move out of the sun yeah, oh, a little just, bit here. I think if we keep oh, moving, we'll, well, just, keep moving, we'll just keep moving this way. Okay. <laughs> this is oh, a mobile, so this is our mobile podcast slash live stream. <laughs> so you'll be catching us as we just cruise on down the road. Right. Maybe we'll find some people to interview down the road. Uh, right. We just get to the end. It's just some random. Hey, how do you feel? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> awesome. Well, so that's a real, that's, well, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, about people that leave forever because of these things. I have an experience that I went through. Um, I don't want to say when, because that might give it away, but, um, Let's just say that this campaign was a major, a major campaign. So, um, had a lot of funding, uh, funding really wasn't the problem, um, but had a really, so the way that they set up their volunteer program with this funding, they decided to not put a lot of money into their volunteer program. Instead, they decided to put all their money into advertising, very similar to what happened to you. Yeah. Put all their money into advertising, um, sort of just hired, you know, folks that didn't really know what they were doing, um, quote unquote, saying that, you know, well, they were passionate about the cause. And what ended up happening was I went to this this place from out of state because I was very passionate about about doing it um, and had a relationship with with this specific person and brought a whole bunch of people with me. Um, a whole bunch of folks were really, really excited, got to the office. We'd been driving for like a, a long time. <laughs> um, I don't want to say how long because that might also give it away, but a long time, days. Uh, and we finally got there and the field director was in the utility closet and hanging out in there. And we and I was really confused, right? When I got there, I was like wandering around. I was like, because this is a major campaign. I was like, oh, well, you know, they have offices like all over the place. I mean, there has to be, you know, somebody here that can help us. Like we, we're already, we're here. And I literally was like, all right, well, the type of person I am, I'm like, if I don't find somebody, I'm just gonna make it happen myself. And I have all these people waiting outside, ready to canvas. And not just my people, but like other people from the campaign, like that had just turned up and were confused as well. And so I was like, well, you know what? I've been a field director for God, a long time. Um, and I can figure this out. All I need are lists, right? And so I'm looking around, I'm trying to find the list, finally find somebody. They're like, oh yes, the lists are right here. Get the list together get everybody's packets together, getting them ready for canvassing, and I'm looking for the materials for them to hand out. And I go into the utility closet, and this girl is just like in there on her laptop. I'm like, oh, hey, wow. how's it going? Oh, you know, and then introduced herself. Oh yeah, my name, you know, is so-and-so. I'm the field director of this campaign. And I'm like, you know that you have like 20 volunteers out there, right? Like just waiting. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. But I just have stuff I've got to do. We got to get these Facebook advertisements out. Uh -huh. And I wow. was like, well, not I you know of course I was not actually uh, a consultant on the campaign so I didn't want to give my professional advice but yeah. looking back on it now I wish that I had been like well it's a really good idea if maybe we put that on the back burner and actually deal with the people that are here because they really care about the cause yeah. um, and it's just you know that that's the sad thing is that we see this happen a lot where people are super excited they're there they're willing to work and then there's either one, no work to do because the campaign's not organized, or two, people are there to do it and they're just not doing it, right? And sure. so, and they're, or they're investing their time in other things, I should say. Not that they're being lazy, but they're, they're, they're just not investing their time in, in what they should be investing in. Right. Um, and so, all in this to say is your volunteers are the most important part of your operation. Mm -hmm. I mean, fundraising is first, that will always be first. 
but and because and the only reason why fundraising is first is because all the other things don't happen unless you have that 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 net right um, you're not opening a business with two dollars you need you need some money behind you but once you do have that initial money behind you putting that investment not just into the program itself but into the right people to run your program who are you hiring and why are you hiring them right like these are questions that I think campaigns don't think about that often because they are so busy uh, trying to figure out all the other things and mostly that looks like fundraising they're worried about fundraising the thing I gotta so. say too it's like even if you think having a badass super awesome great volunteer staff doesn't cost some money oh it still does oh yeah absolutely it costs money like yeah. you can't pay these people taxable income because then they would be an employee mm -hmm. uh, or at least an independent contractor we can go over whether that's ethically okay or not but <laughs> fact of the matter is um, you know one of the most important like to give a good example of something uh, Kevin Matthews who ran a petition committee in Colorado uh, that was really successful they actually won uh, their initiative and did it with a hundred percent volunteer staff uh, pretty much which is almost unheard of um, I, it's one of the rare times I've ever heard that we're gonna go mobile again yes yeah, and then um, <laughs> and uh, he did this because he had this like fantastic like kind of get together thing where like every week everyone would go out to eat and they would spend pretty much all night like eating and drinking and having fun talking bonding kind of felt like a family I bet um, so they did that by like building this culture and you know yeah taking your volunteer step 50 600 volunteers out for dinner every weekend or you know regularly or lunch you know and making sure that they have the things that they need uh, still totally costs money yeah it has to be financially successful to be able to manage that oh yeah paying a volunteer Jesus. coordinator who knows what they're doing to make sure that your volunteer staff has high retention and uh, isn't just walking in into the door and out of the door again and that you're not like just cycling people who hate you mm -hmm. I mean how often have we seen a campaign do that oh my god yes that brings me to another story actually of, nice. of recycling people that hate you um, yeah. so I was uh, actually working on a campaign um, again I won't say who it is where and when but um, this campaign had decided that they weren't going to get fundraising training so they were going to make this all happen and by the way it was a really big race with a really entrenched incumbent um, and the person didn't have a whole ton of experience so it wasn't like they were like a state senator and then like moving on like no they, they had never held public office before um, and one of the things that happened was uh, so they decided that with not focusing on fundraising that they were going to build not just their whole like volunteer committee as like you know not just their volunteer program as quote-unquote just volunteers but that they were going to build the whole campaign just on volunteers so like the finance director was a volunteer wow um, which was actually the person that was the finance director was honestly I mean I can't believe that this person would do it for free because they were really incredible yeah. um, but 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 did uh, I this person the the person running was very charismatic and was able to and that usually doesn't happen by the way don't rely on, on charisma and this didn't work out in the end anyway but sure. had had brought on some like significantly good people with no money which was sort of impressive um, and so you know we we were building out the volunteer program all these things and we had brought through our volunteer program our volunteer program was actually very successful I mean yes there were some paid staff that were making that happen it wasn't completely volunteer based there were I think that there were like maybe two or three people that were paid staff um, 
myself included. And um, they, you know, once we'd built out this like incredible volunteer program, bringing in, I mean, you know, it was it was not a big enough race where 500 volunteers was, you know, I mean, it was 500 volunteers for this specific level of government was a lot of volunteers. And he, yeah. and they were bringing that in. I mean, really well. And then. You know, a couple of those volunteers got really into it, and they were like, "Well, I want to do other things. Like, I don't just want to knock doors, but I want to." Um, you know, one of them was like a graphic designer. One of them was um, was a, a poli sci student who was like very much into statistical data and wanted to work on that. And um, and so we we brought those volunteers in, and we're like, you know, listen, we can't pay you right now, but we will pay you eventually. And so we were building up their skills, all of that. Uh, and they were doing, I mean, really phenomenal work. Like, I mean, like being that these most of these kids were college kids, uh, the a area that we were in was a very college area, and I was just blown away by some of the work that they were doing. And then it was like towards sort of like the middle to the end of the campaign, um, not close enough to the end uh, that, you know, where, I, where we were worried yet, but, but close enough where it was like, if you don't raise some money, like, in the next couple of days, like this is just over, right? Mm. Um, and the, the pressure's on. Yeah, the pressure was on. Mm -hmm. And the candidate brought uh, these quote unquote, I wouldn't call them, they weren't paid staff, but they were, um, I guess, like you could call them super volunteers, right? That were doing these things, these graphic design and all these other things. I brought them into a room and was like, you know what? I need to take control back of my campaign, and you guys are all fired. <laughs> And I just sat there. Wait, you can't actually like fire volunteers. I didn't think you could either. You had that. That's, I didn't think you. Could. Just wrong. <laughs> I do. It's just wrong. But but like you my have failed them. But no, I have failed you, and you can no longer volunteer. Is the only appropriate. I didn't. Just saying. I just didn't know how to respond. I just like I sat there. I was like sweating. Like I, because remember, I'm a paid staffer in this situation. And I've like built relationships with these people, and the reason why that they were there in the first place doing this work is because, you know, as the the field person for for this campaign, I had built these relationships with them, and so right. it wasn't just no. It was no longer about them just being there for the candidate or there for me or it, they were there for the cause and they were truly right. like in this and I mean yeah. we would go out to breakfast together and lunch together and I mean we were spending you know 24 7 together really and for that for the candidate to just come in and say you know thank you for all your work but you, but you were fired <laughs> was just I mean I was just like drenched with sweat thinking like what am I going to tell these people yeah. when they, when when the candidate leaves, I just, I, I don't know how to handle this. And, you know, I, long story short, I ended up walking away from the campaign, you know, not too long after that. And, and, you know, it's kind it of demotivating. Was, it, well, yeah, it was really demotivating yeah. and it was, and it wasn't demotivating because of me. I mean, my salary was still getting paid. Right. I, I mean, the, the volunteers were still coming out. I mean, things were still happening, but the fact that these people had been let down and the fact that I knew that these people, young, bright, incredible people, um, were just not going to participate anymore in anything, uh, really sort of broke my heart and, um, you know, I, I lead with my heart a lot and was, you know, even though I'm very data focused and all these things, I, I tend to, you know, go with my gut feeling and if my gut feeling was saying, you know, this is not going anywhere and in the end it didn't, um, you know, it was, it was quote unquote what we would no, not necessarily a failed campaign, but you know, a, 
not done in the correct way, not a strategic campaign, not something. They failed those people. Yeah, they did. They failed those people. And yeah. while the results weren't, I mean, obviously they didn't win, the results weren't as bad as they could have been. It was still a failure for the community, really. Yeah. Because now, you know, and this sort of comes back to burning people, right? So then these people went out and, you know, said things online and told their friends and were very well-connected people in the community. And now this person who lost the race will probably never be able to run again because now everybody's thinking, well, you know, this person takes advantage of people, this person uh, doesn't care about the people that he brought in. Uh, a lot comes with that. When you're a candidate, there's a lot of responsibility. Also, if you're a, a nonprofit owner, you have a lot of responsibility to the people that that are, are here backing you up. So taking that responsibility seriously and the way to take that responsibility seriously is to not do it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> to not set yourself up where you are relying solely on the backs of volunteers, where you are, uh, you know, taking advantage of people's labor and you might not be doing it in a way that's um, conscious, right? It might just sure. be subconscious. And it's... I've seen candidates that are, you know, essentially like socialist, essentially, mm -hmm. um, maybe not like Marxist, but almost leaning up to that, mm. that are taking advantage of people's labor un unknowingly. And then like, mm. it becomes ironic when the lines are drawn, like, you know, uh, but I've seen it happen. It's uh, so ingrained in, yeah. in our culture of sure. like, you know, just, I mean, just volunteering in general, right? Or like oh. the fact that, you know, just look at our minimum wage structure it kind of tells you how we feel about labor in the United States. It's not too far from volunteering. Right? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's yeah. very close. Right. Um, especially right. if you're in places where, you know, it's like 725 an hour or something. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so when we're so ingrained in that way of thinking um, and in that mindset, not only does it not help us to raise money that we need, but it also puts people in a situation where again, you're gonna burn people and people are gonna remember it. I mean, people, like this race happened many, many, many years ago and I still, like people still that were on that race, like remind me <laughs> of yeah. that experience. And that's, it's not a good feeling and that's nowhere where you wanna be. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, um, golly. It just kind of makes me think too, like don't be scared. Don't be in your head like, oh my God, how am I going to run? How am I going to do my thing? How am I going to get this nonprofit successful? Uh, because you're like, now I'm so scared because people like Z and Chris are going to go serve hot tea about me if I piss them off. <laughs> um, they will, but you know, you can work with professionals who understand how not to do that. Yes. Like how to like build the culture in your office that makes your volunteers super happy to be there. I have definitely had volunteers come back to me and be like, I don't think doing door knocking like I've had volunteers like have kind of like panic attacks every time they go to knock on a door because it turns out they're struggling with like severe agoraphobia mm. yet they're out there knocking on doors because like really they kind of wanted to challenge themselves which is beautiful but uh, also doesn't make them very good at they're challenging what is I think essentially for them insurmountable obstacles to be able to go out there and do it yeah. so they come back to me and they're like look I thought I could do this I'm really glad for the opportunity this has been amazing you helped me a ton but I don't think this is like the right thing because the last door I knocked on, I just started crying <laughs> and I just don't think that like, and you know, and I'll, of course I'll always offer a little bit more training. Like maybe we could go over the skills a little bit more. Maybe we could kind of, you know, maybe some therapy might work, but, um, you know, but, uh, but if it's not for them, you know, it can totally be chill where that person walks away from the campaign. Like, wow, that, what a beautiful opportunity and experience that I got to grow so much with such beautiful people who care about me so much, do such a good thing. I'll forever remember that as like, I can't tell you how many like cards and 
like thank yous and appreciations I get from people I essentially had to kind of talk out of a job because they weren't gonna be able to make it there. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't, just like don't be in your own head like scared about having volunteers, like scared about creating more hot tea. We are talking about this because this is where people have failed. You can work with professional people who can help you not fail. Right, totally. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that also noting that, you know, what you said about, you know, folks that, that are just terrified of knocking doors. I mean, that happens, right? Like I have had so many people come to me um, both in volunteer respects, but then also pay too. Like, I, I mean, I, we have paid fields programs that we run all the time and I've, you know, hired people because they really needed a job um, and just turns out, you know, it's not for them. Like they're, they're, the conversations they're having are just not effective conversations. They're terrified, um, you know, whatever it is, it's just not working. And having respect for those people and having, um, you know, just, just uh, relating to those people can really help you because a lot of those folks that have walked away where, you know, I've told them, you know, this is just isn't working out. It doesn't have to be a situation where you fire everybody either, right? Yeah. Like I've had situations with folks that, um, you know, weren't great door knockers, but then came, came back to me later on other campaigns and were like, listen, I'm a graphic design person. Like I'm, I'm happy to help you with graphic design or I'm ha happy to help you with ad targeting or other things that they are good at. So uh, not sort of, you know, don't see this as a, well, you know, if you can't knock a door, then you're useless, right? I mean, that's definitely not true. There's, there's so many ways that you can be helpful. But again, if you're in a toxic environment, and we just know this, right, from, from work, right? I mean, you probably, you don't need to have worked on a campaign to know what a toxic environment feels like, right? Like there's yeah. just, I mean, it's, you don't want to walk into it. You certainly are not going to get volunteers that way. So the way to avoid going into to creating a quote-unquote toxic environment for your nonprofit or your candidate, your campaign, is to, as Chris said, do things the right way. And there is a right way to do them. There are many ways to do things, but starting a campaign, there are just certain things that you can't avoid and that you have to do to make things happen effectively. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some really good tea. Um, it's just nice to vent and gosh, I love reliving the um, kind of olden days when I was like an early 20 year old working on all these volunteer campaigns, kind of constantly learning and growing. I think it's a really important time in people's life. And mm -hmm. I look back with, on it with um, an immense amount of fondness, regardless of like how terrible it was at times. Like I definitely had a volunteer manager who would kind of just come in and yell at everybody a lot. Like he was just a really intense dude and he just kind of like yelled <laughs> and that's just, and so we would, and we were all like from 17 to 20, I think like there was a 22 year old who was the oldest person in the room. They were like real sage and like had a beard and we're real like, we always went to them for like life advice cause they were 22, which was like old, you know? <laughs> so like, you know, and, uh, as much as it was wild, um, I just, I really, really look at those, uh, those moments with such fondness and I feel like, um, what a cool part of a campaign, like, you know, working with people like me and Z, working with Soul Strategy is, um, you know, buying in, like getting that ability to learn from what we've been through and getting that one-on-one -on -one coaching can get you to a place where like, instead of being like a revolving door of people who, you know, come into your campaign and run away screaming essentially, you know, <laughs> you can have it to where you're like building a permanent workforce of people behind you. Like regard, like one day you may decide you don't want to run for a seat. You want to do a nonprofit or you, your nonprofit wants to turn into a candidacy. This kind of stuff happens all day long. Uh, and those volunteers and those people behind you, they're going to jump to whatever it is you're doing probably, yeah. especially if they're behind you and about behind the con the causes that you're behind. 
Um, I have good tea about yeah. that actually. Yeah. So I worked with on a campaign um, many years ago in my early 20s. Um, maybe I, maybe I wasn't even 20 yet. I might have been 19. Um, and the guy that they had hired for the for the field position was a like a Wall Street guy. I don't think he actually worked on Wall Street, but he worked for some type of hedge fund and never really done anything like this before. And he, you know, he said, you know, we're gonna do confirm calls. This is what he called it. We're gonna, and basically all it was was us volunteers sitting in a room. We would call other volunteers, confirm that they'd come to this shift, which was just them confirming other volunteers. Like no one was actually, so I was really confused about this whole process, but I was like 19. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like they know more than what I know. I'm here to learn. And and it was like for a college internship or whatever so um, but the candidate was really good like I mean like really 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 good again I can't say who it is but they are somebody that's like a prominent sort of a prominent figure now um, and just a really really cool person and I remember I, I talked with the candidate and I was like you know I don't really know what's going on but I just feel like things could shift right like I, I, I don't feel like also, he was like sort of abusive, this guy that was running it and just like not a good, good dude. Um, and the candidate listened and I was, and you know, even at that age, I was, I asked him, I was like, what, what is the problem here? Like why, why this guy and not, you know, somebody else, why not a younger person, whatever. And he was super honest and he was like, it's just money, right? Like this person um, is like a friend of a friend uh, doing a favor and money is really the issue. So he, after that conversation, sat down with his campaign manager, they made a plan. He ended up actually, this, at that year that he ran, raised more money than any person had ever, and it was all just a mindset thing, right? Like mm -hmm. nobody had actually sat down with him and said like, I'm not having a good experience here. Like this doesn't feel good to me. Like, and he was so busy sort of doing all these other things that he really stopped and thought, oh, okay, maybe I should shift the way I'm doing things. And yeah. so got rid of that person, ended up building one of the most incredible volunteer programs. Uh, when, you know, And he didn't win his race, um, unfortunately. He was so close. I mean, it was, it was a matter of like hundreds of votes and di didn't win the race, but, um, but continued to run. And since then, you know, was able to get elected and had people, and the only reason that that happened was because people like myself and like the other volunteers that were with me in that room that day continued to come back because they saw faith in this guy, right? They were yeah. like, this is a person. And that story could have ended very differently. That story sure. could have ended where we were talking about at the beginning of this live. It could have ended up being that, you know, all the volunteers left and he literally got like 3% of the vote and that was, and everything was over. Um, but it didn't end up that way. And so, you know, he, and since then has gone on to do some really incredible things. So don't think that one, if you are in this situation, don't think that it can't be turned around because it absolutely can. Um, if your volunteers aren't telling you to turn it around, a lot of the time they're scared because they're young. And it, I remember that day, it took a lot of guts in me to be like, I don't feel real good about this, you know? And like thinking to myself back then, you know, I, I think it was either my first campaign or one of my first campaigns. So I really did not feel quote unquote qualified, but you know, I had that rush. I was like 19 and I thought I was invincible. So, you know, but that's not gonna happen to everybody. And sure. so knowing that, you know, just because somebody is telling you that things are, maybe people are just not telling you anything. That's not necessarily something that's a good thing either. Like really take a look at sure. your campaign mm -hmm. and do some real soul searching. Would you wanna work on your campaign for free? 
That's, that's what you should be asking yourself. If the answer is no, and be honest with yourself, like would you take time away from your family, your friends, your significant other to be doing this for another person that was not you? And if, if the answer is no, or even if you pause, it's time to really start reflecting on what <laughs> you're doing. And, yeah. and change your story. You can change the outcome, you can change the ending. I'm a big, I don't believe in, you know, fate or things like that. I think that, you know, I think that you create your own fate. And mm -hmm. if you are acknowledging the problem and you're acknowledging that things need to change, we're here to tell you that there are solutions to that. And if you are not the type of person that knows what to do next, if you're just sitting there like, uh, I know I'm doing this thing wrong, but I just, I don't know where to go from here. That's what we're here for. I mean, that's really like why we started Soul Strategies. That's why um, we're here offering help for those folks. That's right. That's why you should uh, definitely, if you've been joining this podcast uh, slash Facebook Live uh, slash Instagram, wherever else we're going to end up at, um, go follow that. Uh, go hit that follow button on our Facebook, uh, on our Insta. It's all at Soul Strategies or slash Soul Strategies. Uh, so pretty easy to find. Uh, we're now on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. So Stitcher, you can find it there. Stitcher, anywhere, yep. anywhere that you find podcasts, we're on there. Um, we upload our episodes. Uh, Pretty, pretty immediately, usually night of. So if you do miss it, that's a great way to just catch up in the car if you don't have time. I listen to like pretty much three quarters of my news in the car. Um, so feel free to do that. But uh, yeah, if you guys uh, can share this too, it's really important um, getting this information out there. Uh, we talk a lot about 2022 and the possibilities for 2022 and, and 2021. There are plenty of mayoral races happening next year in cities all across America. Um, and you know, we talk about that because we want you guys to get started early because a lot of these things can be avoided if you have time on your side. We can't create more time. We can create more money for you. We can't create time for you. That's that's really the what it comes down to. You know, it's I wish we could. <laughs> we charge a lot more. <laughs> we could, but we can't. So you know, we we want to get you guys in. We want to um, help you guys in any way that you can. We do free 15-minute phone calls for this reason because we don't want anything to be inaccessible to the people that we're trying to serve. That's a really big part of our mission. It's something we truly believe in. Um, we know that candidates are the ones that we like to work with anyway, are mostly working class people. Um, they have jobs, they don't have a lot of disposable income, and so we base our our pricing off of that. Um, and we offer payment plans, we offer all types of things. But the free 15 minute phone call can really sort of dive into what is going on in your case and can we help you? Because you know we can't work with everybody. Uh, there's not, it's not always the right fit, but many, many, many times it is the right fit. And so, um, you know, call us. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Or send an email at email. Uh, info at Soul Strategies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, send us an email. Um, we have incredible people that uh, hang out on our Instagram, on our Twitter, on our Facebook that are there to answer your questions, people that work in the, on our social media team. And so if you need an immediate response to something, if you're looking up a race that you're potentially looking to run in, um, something like that, and you're just really confused, you need more help, uh, that's a really great place to go. It's an absolutely free resource. So I encourage it. Yeah, it's been it's been great. This has been a good uh, early morning tea ceremony uh, with everybody. And uh, 
yeah, feeling good about that. We should probably make this a regular thing where we just dish out tea. I love that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and I could talk about it forever. Yeah. And <laughs> hope, so next time we're going to be going live is Wednesday, mm -hmm. time TBD. Um, but we will be going live Wednesday and hopefully we will have a special guest on. Oh, cool. So that's exciting. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I haven't told you about it, but yeah. So again, guys, thank you guys so much and we will catch you on the flip side.